your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's episode, we will be discussing the weekend that was for the Avs, which finished a three-game road trip with an overtime, well, a shootout victory for the Avs. We knew they were going to get at least one from going into the overtime period, but they needed that second point. Let's not get ourselves. They needed to end this road trip with a win, and it was going to be a tough ass to do it in Tampa but they pulled it off. So we'll talk about the game, the good, the bad, the very ugly. And I think you know what I'm talking about with the Steven Stamkos hit. We will talk about that. Uh, And then wherever else it takes us. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, go to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. And check out the show's YouTube page, just search Locked On Avalanche, subscribe to the channel, and get notified whenever a new episode like this one becomes available. So, Avalanche with the 4-3 to three win in Tampa. And, I mean, is it not amazing how this road trip went from very bad uh, against Washington to middle of the road against Florida where they played better, still lost four to one, but they played better to the best, easily the best game that they played on the road trip in the, you know, the overtime shootout victory over Tampa Bay. And if it doesn't go to show you that this team just needs their players back and healthy to, to really compete, I I don't know what else to tell you. Yes, we have depth. Depth means nothing if your superstars and your top of the line players aren't there. You can't expect those depth players to replace the top of the line guys. That's not what they are intended to do. That is not the meaning of depth. So you got for the first time in Florida, the big three back together and you saw an immediate improvement in that Florida Panthers game. And then that seems like that's all they needed to get back on track because man, if they were not the best three on the ice, well, the best forwards on the ice because Bo Byram was also one of the best players on the ice, but you could see that. Yeah, this is, you know, these, these last two games are, them just getting into regular season mode. You wanted that at the beginning of the year. If at the beginning of the year, all you had out was Taves, which we knew was going to happen, then we would have gotten a much different road trip because you would have had the first two games of the season. If, if McCar- um, if McKinnon was there and he didn't have COVID and you had the, the three of them playing together in the first couple games of the year, you know, you're not going through those those opening game. I don't even call them jitters. It's not like they're getting nervous or anything. But we talked about it with so many players. We talked about it with Kale McCarr, who didn't get a preseason. 
So, you know, to, to finally get these guys on the same line in the same game on the same page, it is a, it's light years difference. So you are now going as long, you know, again, if they can stay healthy, clearly that's always the line, but you are now going to see this style of play and this game, the way that they played this game, you are going to see that more often now because now they're back and they're together again. It's like a big reunion and everything looks good. It's, you just had to get them all back on the ice. And we kept saying that and, and what happened in all seasons past is just hold your head above water. When all these injuries are going down, just hold your head above water. They were able to do that. And then when they all come back, they play so much better together. And yeah, they were, you know, that they lost three in a row. They were one and three. Again, not the end of the world because it starts. That's how your your season started. And you see other teams like Minnesota and and St. Louis, you know, not losing a game yet. So you, you, you're comparing, like, why can't we do that? They're doing that. Well, you know, they're not going through the injuries and the COVID stuff that we are going through. So they just, and, and it was nice to see they just needed a game. And that's how professional that they are, is that they just needed that one game against Florida. And look at the difference uh, that they did in, in Tampa. And that was just a fun game. That was just a flat out fun game. Uh, it made it all the better that the Avs won. And Denker and I talk all the time, Adam Denker from Locked on Lightning, you know, that that would be a fun Stanley Cup series. I mean, if there's seven games like that, who wouldn't want that? It might wreak havoc for, you know, your uh, your stress levels and your anxiety. But I mean, that was just a flat out fun game. And there was a lot of chirping going on in that game. And that's going to happen between teams who are, are even there, though they're in different conferences, but are at the upper echelon of those conferences, because you always know there's a possibility you might see them later on. And I think it was when, when Braden point scored the goal to tie it at three, when he, I mean, he, I mean, he was fired up, obviously you tied the game late, late in the uh, third period. I get that. But when he kind of went to his bench to give, you know, pounds at the, at the bench, he, said something to the abs and you know you get angry at that because you don't you don't get why is he saying anything to us like we don't have anything against them no you do because they are they are the defending stanley cup champion two times over you want what they have you are the favorite going into the season they don't like that aspect of it you know this is going to be i really want to see what's going to happen the next time these these guys play in Denver. It's probably gonna be more of the same. Tampa's not going to be happy because they lost this thing or didn't get the extra point. And th- those feelings are still going to be there. Of We might see you at the end of the year. So we're just going to leave you with a little something knowing that, you know, we we're coming after you if we are to see you in the Stanley cup final. So you do that. It's the game within the game within the season between two teams uh, like the abs and the lightning. So uh, it was a, a lot, a lot of fun to watch. A um, couple interesting things. Well, one that really stood out was Burkowski started on the fourth line. Uh, that I, I mean, I didn't see that one coming. I thought that not, not that he's. I mean, he's been struggling a little bit to score. Um, I'll bring up his stats for for the year. It's not much. <laughs> 
but I didn't see, I, I thought it would be one of those things where they kind of let him maybe work it out a little bit. I don't know. Um, let me see if I can find his stats here. <clears throat> Burkowski on the season has a goal and an assist. Yeah, not what you're expecting from a guy like him, from a solid second liner who sometimes gets brought up to the first line and was already this year. But is, I mean, that is Jared Bednar sending a clear message to him. That's what I love about Jared Bednar. He is not afraid. You know, Alex Newhook, yeah, you're this highly touted prospect. You didn't have a good camp or you didn't have a camp that we expected you to have. I don't want to say Alex Newhook had a bad camp, but I think they were expecting him to really take the next step. Bednar felt like he didn't, so they sent him down. Now, you're not going to send Andre Burakovsky down to the AHL, but you are going to send him down a line, and in this case, two. That surprised me, but when you think about it, I like it. I like the move. It's telling him, you know, on this team, you need to perform. And just because you have a nice contract and you you are an offensive player and are important to this team, uh, I'm not going to wait around too long. I'll give you some time to try to work out the kinks. But after five games, four games, uh, get some fourth line minutes. And then let me see what he had f- for actual minutes in the game. Being on that fourth line, he had just shy of 14 minutes. That's not Burkowski time. You know, he's he's up there with, let's see what uh, Kadri had over 20, almost 21. You know, that's where you're going to be with, with Burkowski. So maybe it gets uh, the fire started for him. Uh, and he didn't have anything. He didn't, which is a little concerning. He didn't have any points, no goals, no assist. He was a minus one. So in one aspect, it's like okay, maybe it gets his juices going. But in the other aspect, like, should he not easily be the best player on that on the ice when those lines are out there? And he couldn't get anything going. So uh, I don't know. We'll see where where he goes. This week, next game, does he stay on the fourth line? Was it just a one-time thing? Say, hey, you know, I have no problem doing this. So we'll just put you down there for one game. We'll bring you back up and and just know that it could happen again. I don't know. I don't know where Bednar is going with it because I was surprised to see it happen in the first place. Uh, but one guy who is really turning heads right now is Bone Byram. He is exciting to watch, and we are going to talk about that and more. We are definitely going to get into the Stamkos hit. Uh, But who we got first here? We got Direct TV Stream. And does this sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you catch the, the games live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for everything else. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of the entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. And it's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live television and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter. 
and the confusion. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream, and you can learn more at directtv.com. Once again, that website is directtv.com to learn more about Direct TV Stream. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, Bowen Byram, amazing. And, you know, we, I'm going to be singing this kid's praises all year long. We knew he had all the potential in the world. And he is showing they were going after him. <laughs> he was not a favorite of the Tampa Bay Lightning in that first period. And he was mixing it up with some big boys. And you like seeing that, uh, that he does not care. He he is in there for, you know, uh, a number of reasons. He's, he's kind of like a, a mini-me to Kale McCarr. He's, he's got offensive skill. They expect him to be a physical player. Um, and I think he's okay doing that role. He's fun to watch. He, there, there are times when the avalanche are struggling to gain control of the puck in the defensive zone, uh, where he just says, all right, I'm doing this. Just get me the puck. I will get a clean zone exit, get a clean zone entry, give it to my bigs. And then you guys can do what you want with it. And I'm here for support. There were times where he did that, where he at that age to take over those spots of the game of, of when your team is struggling to get a zone exit or clear a puck and him just take over. It's fun to watch. Uh, yeah, he's going to be good. He is good already. So, um, but there were some really, I mean, Nathan McKinnon with a absolute laser uh, on the power play four seconds into it for his first goal of the season. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, we're going to show that right now. So let's get to that quickly. Correct. Look, we have Landis Scott. set up McKinnon one timer. He scores. Nathan McKinnon. Top of the circle. Rips it past the blocker of Vasilevsky for his first goal of the season. And just like that, the abs strike on the power play and regain the lead 3-2. First goal. Wow. Um, and, and I had said, like, he was my pick to score the first goal because I thought he was going to have the nonsense, uh, you know, mantra and just take the game over. I mean, he didn't have the first goal of the game, but the Avs needed a power play goal. Holy crap. They, their power play, it, it, but it has looked better. This is another aspect where these guys back, you could see it. There were really good looks that they had on the power play. They just couldn't get one past Vasilevsky, but that one there, he wasted no time, which you love to see that. You didn't want – they got a, a, a clean face-off win, and you didn't see them like kind of pass around trying to get the perfect look. He, They were on – the face-off, was, as you saw, if you're watching on the YouTube, the face-off was on his side of the ice where he stands, so it just went to the point, went right back to him, and he didn't even hesitate. That's what you want to see. That, that was a, a thing of beauty. So he gets the first one uh, out of the way in terms of a, uh, a goal. But a three-point night for for Nathan McKinnon. A goal and two assists. He had a plus two. So those minus games are, are out of the way. But the top line, all pitched in a goal. McKinnon, Landeskog uh, with one and one, and Rantanen with the one goal. And all of them played big minutes. McKinnon, 25 and a half. Landeskog, almost 25. And same for Rantanen, almost 25. They played almost the exact same 
minutes down to the second between Landis Gag and Rantanen. But that he was putting him out there because you could tell that you know this was a big game. Sure, fifth game of the season, not going to make or break your season, but for maybe the morale of the team and maybe to just gain some confidence, uh, you not only win a road game, you beat Tampa, and you salvage at least a game. Clearly, you want to be on the winning side of the majority of your road games on a road trip. You'd rather be two and one rather than one and two. But you finished it like you're on a good trajectory is what you want to be when things are going the way that they're going or we're going for the ass. I thought, again, Darcy Kemper looked really, really good. I thought he was and, and he made an absolute highlight reel of a save late in the game. If you haven't seen it. Uh, and you're watching on YouTube. Here it is. The far side to the lightly swinging to the near side. Turnack a long shot. Save. Oh my goodness! Oh! Darcy Kemper sweeps it off the goal line with his with his stick. Kemper reached back. He swept it off the goal line. Over. And Kemper saves the day. 4:13 to go. Abs on top. Three-two. Unbelievable. Just, I, I mean, that thing was. It got behind him, and he turned around and saw it. Reached the stick out. Pulled it back in. End of story. Uh, he did I, the the point goal came after that. Braden point goal came after that, but uh, that was in the third. You know, both teams were flying. That 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 was a big save, a big big save. So overall, I thought uh, Kemper played a a really really good game, a really solid game. And um, you know, again, when, when you have uh, your full team out there. It takes a different meaning for for most of these guys. Um, still gave up 32 shots on goal. It's a little bit less than the other two games for this road trip. You would like to see that come down to somewhere in the mid 20s. And the Avalanche had 27 shots on goal. You know, you you kind of want to see you want to see anything under than 30 right now. It seems like every game they're giving up 30 points. Uh, but having said that, I thought they looked a little bit better on defense. But again, that power play is glaring one for six on the power play that needs to improve immensely. And I think it will. I think it will. Like we're saying all of the, the guys, you know, back and they look a little bit better. You know, they're more comfortable. They have a game under their belt. Same goes for the power play. Uh, I think, you, you know, you, you got that one game where all of them they, and they were moving moving around the first couple power plays looked pretty good had some pretty good chances i know there were a couple power plays that didn't look so good but that's going to happen when you have six of them they're all not going to be you know a, a mona lisa painting but um it's encouraging i guess is what i'll say the way that the power play was um and then yeah go into overtime and kale mccarr uh, never took a penalty shot or I keep saying penalty shot, a, a shootout goal in his life. And uh, he has the highest percentage, I think in the history of the, the sport right now, he is one for one. And this was a good shootout six rounds. <clears throat> the abs needed uh, to, cause they, they chose to go second and Hedman started the, the, uh, the shootout very first round for Tampa. And he got one. Nathan McKinnon missed in the second round. Tampa Bay missed and Nico Rantanen got one. So now they're tied at one. Both players missed in the third round. 
both players made in the fourth round. So Stamkos, who we'll get to him, um, you know, started the fourth round with a goal, which put all the pressure on Landeskog. If he doesn't get that one, it's over. He makes it. So now we go into a fifth where both players, Corey Perry, Nazem Kadri, miss. And we go into the sixth where Anthony Sorelli misses. And then you have Kale McCarr, who does this. McCarr, here he goes. <laughs> McCarr, can he be successful on his first one in shoot and scores? Kale McCarr wins it for the Avalanche in his shootout, his first career shootout attempt, his first career shootout goal. And two points for the Avalanche. They go home one and two, but they win this last one. Kemper was really good. The big line obviously had a big night, and McCarr wins it in the shootout. Let's take a look again. McCarr comes in, Pete. That right-handed shot. He almost, he almost quick draws right here. You watch him just all of a sudden pull it across. He pulls it to his, he's on his backhand, and then he quick pulls it to the forehand and just drives it five hole. That was it. And uh, almost a sigh of relief from Avalanche fans. Like, okay, we got the one. Now we can head back home for a game. So uh, that's how it went. And uh, overall, a very good performance by the majority of Avalanche players. Uh, but we are going to get to the one glaring moment uh, that kind of, I don't want to say overshadowed the win, but uh, for a lot of people, including myself, it <clears throat> put a bad taste in your mouth for what Steven Stamkos did. But first, we are going to hear from Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. And Built Bar has some amazing flavors that are every single one of them is delicious and you can go to their website and check out all the ones that they have but some that they have out now they have that blueberry muffin which i have tried and is fantastic they have the german chocolate they have a double chocolate salted caramel cookies and cream peanut butter so much to choose from all delicious and all healthy if you haven't tried them you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of nine flavors and they are not only the best tasting, but they are healthy. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein. The calories range from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So go to builtbar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, so the Steven Stamkos hit, uh, a lot of people talking about it. And, you know, I, I, if, if you haven't seen it, basically uh, Sam Girard coming down the, the right side of the ice kind of puts the brakes on, and Stamkos just absolutely lays into him. It was an, an ugly, like, I, I guess, I ugly crash into the boards by... Gerard's head. It kind of went awkward into the the uh, the boards, and he was laying there for a little while. And he eventually did get up and walk, you know, skate off on on you know on his own power, and did have some things to say to the ref in the process, which I think a lot of us were saying. Number one, how is that not a penalty? 
how is that not a boarding call? And number two, how is he, that is, that was vicious. That was vicious. And that the intent to injure was there. And I'm sorry, but you're not going to convince me otherwise. And there's a lot of people who are saying, well, you know, this is Gerard's fault because he put the brakes on hockey players, put brakes on. I hate to tell you that. And the other person that's trailing them, you always hear they need to be in control of their own stick. They need to be in control of their own body at the same time, too. They just can't go flying their body and throwing their body into other people like that. Could he have checked him? Sure. A check would have been okay. But he checks him and he he is driving him into the boards. It's not just a check to, to, you know, he's going to go into the boards because his momentum is going one way while Stamkos is going the other. It's going to be a collision. You can't stop that. But Stamkos had a lot of extra oomph on that hit. And then there are, you can see people are saying that he kind of threw a, a punch. I, I, I haven't seen a, an angle of that yet where that's clear. You do see his arm come up and down but that's from the back angle camera. I don't know if he was just moving, trying to move his arm. I, I don't know what he's doing. So I can't, I don't want to say like it, I confirm that he's punching him. It does look like a punching motion. It, regardless, even if he didn't punch him, it's still bad enough where Stamkos needs to be brought up on this. And it's kind of sad that Department of Player Safety is crickets on this. Absolute crickets. And I saw one person say, I don't remember who it was, say that they actually came out and said that, you know, that they're not going to uh, discipline him for this. I haven't seen that other than, you know, somebody tweeting it out. Uh, But the fact that they haven't done anything yet at this point, full 24 hours later, they're probably not going to do anything because they're usually pretty quick to tell everyone we're going to be talking to this player. They did it with Gabe Landeskog, did they not? And if, you, if you're the type of person to say, like, well, this is Sam Gerrard's fault because he put the brakes on, wh- what is, uh, you know, Stamkos supposed to do? Then, and you know how I felt on the Gabe Landeskog one. I feel like he deserved to be punished for that one. Then what, what is, what, what's Gabe Landeskog supposed to do when Kirby Doc is down on his knee and kind of gliding on the ice? Is that Kirby Doc's fault? Because he's not in a a, uh, a proper skating position, no. But how come all of a sudden it's Sam Gerrard's fault for making a hockey move, which people want to make it seem like he's the first person to put on brakes on the ice? G- give me a break. Give me a break. Stop being, you know, stop looking at this through blinders. If you're a Lightning fan, stop doing that. This man's his health was in danger right there. And if you're okay with that, and I don't want to hear this, Oh, hockey's gone soft. No, that, that never was and never is a good hockey move and get off your high horse with the whole hockey is soft stuff. That dude's, I mean, if he hit it in a different way, they might be taking him out on a stretcher. And is that the only way that you will say like, oh, that was a bad hit and a guy needs to be taken off on a stretcher? If that's your metric, you need to reevaluate some things. That was dangerous. That was ugly. And the fact that Stamkos is going to walk off scot-free on this is a joke. 
an absolute joke. And the NHL knows it. Department of Player Safety knows it. Everybody in the NHL knows it. I, I, t- I sent this to Denker because Denker, he, he didn't finish watching, watching the game when, or he watched it, but not when it happened. He missed it when it happened. He went back and saw it. He goes, I wouldn't expect that from Stankos. He, Stankos I, I would expect that from somebody else on the team, but not him. And he, he, he even agreed with me that he needs to be disciplined for that. And the fact that he's not is kind of disgusting. But we, we were able to – who was it? I don't remember who it was. Somebody got a $1,000 fine for, uh, for a trip in another game somewhere. So at least we got that done, Department of Player Safety. Good job. You can clock out for the day. Uh, and I'm going to do the same because I'm just going to keep going and maybe say something I'm going to regret, but, uh, yeah, it, it's sad. It's, it's a joke. I'm glad Gerard is okay. And you hear people a lot of times say, uh, well, you know, the, the, the punishment part of the metric of the punishment should be if the guy got injured. I don't always buy that because doc didn't get injured. Doc skated off on his own too. But uh, why? Because Stamkos is a good guy for most of the time. He's a good guy. So we let those guys go get off. We're this far into the season and department of player safety is once again, off to a fantastic start. And I use the term fantastic sarcastically. Uh, let me know what you guys think. So uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. I think he's okay. I've heard that Gerard, you know, he's still feeling feeling some pain. I know he's, you know, day to day right now, uh, and with no game until I think Tuesday, um, they're not going to say anything right now. He's got a few days to feel a little bit better, so we shall see. All right, everyone, uh, that's going to be it for today. Thank you for tuning in as always and making this your first listen of the day. Head on over to Locked On Fantasy Hockey for your second listen of the day. And you got your host, Scott Cullen, who is a a fantasy hockey wizard over there for you guys to uh, break down some. If you're into the fantasy hockey stuff, that is the place to go. So check out uh, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey with Scott. All right, that's going to be it. Appreciate you guys tuning in, tuning in today and each and every day. It's always appreciated. And uh, we will see everyone tomorrow. Have a good one. Go, Abs, go!